Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coffee with Jesus. This is the episode after um, Easter weekend. I hope that you had an amazing Easter weekend with family, friends, but more importantly, just connecting again with the the the, the narrative, the life-changing moment where Jesus died on the cross and rose from the grave. Today, we're going to be speaking into something that kind of follows on from that. Uh, it's a, It's the idea of living with your cross. And so today, we're just going to Take a moment to ask ourselves a question, what does it mean to live with the cross of Jesus? What does that mean? If you're new to our podcast, welcome. If you tune in every week, again, thank you so much for, for tuning in. As far as possible, we le- release this every Tuesday. Um, and again, the podcast is just here for us, for you and me, to speak about something, anything that helps us to be a bit more like Jesus, to reflect his glory, to live like him be discipled by him. So we take 10, 15 minutes. You can grab a cup of coffee or tea. Perhaps you're listening to this in your car, dropping your kids off at school, on your way to work, wherever the case may be. And um, you know, let's just talk about something. And today, as I mentioned, we're living um, with the cross. We, we've got to ask ourselves a question, what does it mean to live with the cross? And the whole idea for this comes from Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 25. And it says this, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The context here is important. And um, if you know anything about me, I always say that text is king and context is queen and we should never make a royal divorce. And so the context here is, is Jesus has just challenged his disciples with what they think and believe about him. And then straight afterwards, he has to rebuke Peter, even though Peter was the one who said, you are the Messiah, the son of God. Then straight afterwards, Jesus has to rebuke Peter because Peter didn't want to see Jesus speak about the cross and crucifixion. The moment the idea of rule and reign is connected with the cross, Peter has an issue. He had confessed Jesus as the Messiah, but he didn't want to see the Messiah in the context of the cross, in the context of suffering, that kind of thing. And Jesus has to rebuke him because The Messiah, this idea of salvation will only ever make sense in light of the cross. And this is not just a Peter issue, right? The context here is broader than that. This is a people issue. Many people in the world would love a Jesus who just gave us nice teachings and philosophical statements without the trauma of the cross. Because let's be honest, the cross is traumatic. We ask questions like, couldn't God have done what he needed uh, to be done without the cross? Did Jesus have to die the way he did? Did it all have to go down that Way and, and often during this time of the year, over the Easter season and beyond, we ask these kind of questions. And so doing, we are very much like Peter, looking for a version of the Messiah that is crossless, that is bloodless. We want a sanitized Savior. We want a version of grace without violence and bloodshed. And uh, to that, Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. And then he says these words, if you want to follow me, you have to do it carrying your own cross. And you have to do it by losing your life. The Apostle Paul, years later, would describe this same idea as as us being living sacrifices, following Jesus, being discipled by him, going on a journey of sanctification means dying to ourselves every single day. Now, that sounds really morbid and dark and depressing, but, but what does it mean? What does it mean to lose your life? What does it mean to, to carry your cross? What does it mean to be a living sacrifice? Well, firstly, This is the way we follow Jesus. Saying yes to salvation and no to discipleship, that's not an option. Following Jesus means entering into a lifestyle of discipleship that looks like 
carrying your cross, self-dying, and living sacrifice. If you're listening to this and have accepted a gospel without discipleship, can I encourage you? That was never what Jesus came to bring. It was never what he came to offer. He came to give us life and life abundantly, but we cannot follow him into that life if we are holding on to a version of life that has no discipleship. Salvation is not by works, so please don't misunderstanding. We don't earn salvation, but we do respond to salvation by entering into discipleship. So first off, this thought, this cross-carrying, self-dying, living sacrifice kind of life is the way of discipleship. It's the, the, the way that we follow Jesus. But what does that mean? What does carrying your cross mean? Carrying your cross is a, is a, is a figure of speech. And you and I, the, the, the cross is no longer a, a torture mechanism. It's no longer a, a corporal punish, uh, a capital punishment. Um, and, and so carrying your cross is a picture. Uh, it's a picture of choosing that which diminishes my flesh, the carnal part of me, and choosing to let that part die. I think if we misunderstand this, we can think Christians are supposed to, again, be morbid and depressed, but it's the exact opposite, actually. Is it easy to carry a cross? No. Is it comfortable or convenient to carry your cross? No. But carrying your cross means that you are willing, you willingly crucify those parts of yourself that don't ally with the person of Jesus. It means that whatever is in our lives, whether internally or externally, that doesn't align with the gospel of Jesus, we crucify that thing. We make it cross-shaped. This might mean that crucifying this might mean crucifying your self-dependence. In this world, we celebrate independence, but followers of Jesus are called to be interdependent. We need one another. We need to rely on one another. We're not codependent. We're interdependent. And anything that disconnects us from that needs to be crucified. I want to be super practical here. Let's, let's talk about this in real practical terms. Let's, for instance, say your independence comes because you are really good at something. The ability or trait this thing has helped you succeed. It's kept you going when others have fallen down. And it really can be anything. But crucifying that thing does not mean you abandon it altogether. That may be a gift that God has designed for you. It, it may be something that God has placed inside you intentionally. So when we crucify it, it means we allow the cross, the gospel, to shape it and frame it. In other words, we allow the life, death, and resurrection to define what we do with that ability and how we engage with that ability. If your talent is communication, how might the cross of Jesus shape that gift? If your talent is business or entrepreneurship, how might the cross of Jesus shape that ability? If your talent is being relationally good, you connect with almost everyone. How might the cross of Jesus shape that talent? You kind of get the idea. We allow, when you crucify, when you live life carrying a cross, you allow everything in your life to become cross-shaped, cross-framed. You get the idea. Carrying your cross means allowing everything and anything to be framed and shaped by the cross. And as I mentioned, this applies to everything. Your marriage, is it cross-shaped? Your thought life, is it cross-shaped? Your, how you treat your body, your physical appearance and your, your, your approach to your body, is it cross-shaped? Your, your approach to people in your life who are there to help you or serve you. Think of the waitress at your local coffee shop, the, the checkout person at your local grocery store. How are you engaging with them? Is it a cross-shaped engagement? This then leads us on to what it means to die to self. Dying to self means understanding that everything in your life is about Jesus and not about you. There are many things that will benefit you 
and be for you. There are hundreds of promises in scripture that are for us, but they are ultimately not about us. They're about Jesus. Dying to self means seeing Jesus in everything instead of seeing everything through the lens of yourself. Dying to yourself means choosing to not be the lens through which we see everything and everyone and allowing Jesus to become that lens. Paul writes some beautiful words when he thinks about Jesus. He says that from him to him and through him are all things. In other words, everything in existence has its origin in Christ, has its purpose in Christ, and has its existence in Christ. Another way of saying that is is that everything in creation is designed and destined for Jesus. This means you have never encountered a single thing in your life whose purpose wasn't wrapped up in Jesus. And that includes everything about you and about the people in your world. That includes everything that happens to you and that you do. And it includes everything that you see and experience through your senses. Dying to yourself doesn't mean becoming depressed. It means allowing that truth to be the way you see life. Dying to self is not a depressing thing or something that we should that should create mourning. It's merely the process by which we become truly alive to Jesus and everything that he is. Dying to self is not a funeral. It's a birth. And the worst thing for someone who accepts Jesus as their Lord and Savior is to hold on to that which is dead. This then leads us to the idea of being a living sacrifice. This is such a profound image because it speaks to the living dead, right? If you're a living sacrifice, you are both dead and alive. We are dead and alive at the same time. We are dead to what we used to be and alive to who Jesus is in us and through us. A living sacrifice chooses daily to be on the altar, It doesn't stay there out of a lack of options. It stays there out of choice. And so what we do is we choose daily to sacrifice, again, our flesh, our carnal part of us. We sacrifice that and we choose to live for him and through him and to him and in him. A living sacrifice is a sacrifice that chooses to be placed on the altar and chooses to remain there. So the question very briefly for you and I today is, Are we willing to allow the cross to shape everything? Are we willing to die to ourselves? And are we willing every day to get on the altar and allow that which is not of Jesus to be burnt away? Now, I know this is is not kind of like a, a feel good, you can do anything you want to do in your life kind of message, but it is the gospel. The gospel says to us, hey, the best way that you can live your life, the best way that you can reflect the glory of Jesus into your world is to die to those parts of yourself that are contrary to his nature, his character, his kingdom. And so this week, can I encourage you as you reflect on this, and, and I hope that you don't just write this off or say, oh, that sounds a bit extreme. Pastors can understand that, but I've got a business to run. I've got a family to sort out. My prayer for you this week is that as you listen to this, as you allow these words to seep into your psyche and into the practice of day-to-day living, that you would see that Jesus is the only way to live, that dying to yourself and living for him is the best way to make this life count for eternity. And so God, I pray right now for each and every single person listening to this podcast, wherever space they're in, whatever season they're in, God, my prayer is that we would all learn what it means to carry our cross, to die to self, and to be a living sacrifice. I pray this in Jesus' name. God bless you. I hope you have a phenomenal week dying to self, carrying your cross. We will see you same time, same place next week. God bless everybody.